Good morning, beautiful people. I'm Jamie Filer, personal trainer and self-development coach. Welcome to your Monday morning mindset shift, where I'm going to teach you how to take what you're thinking and make it better. The glass is always half full, my friends. Today's shift is this, how to build confidence in four easy steps. Now, I should have put easy in quotations. It is easy. It's not simple. Let's put it that way, right? Similar to macros, right? They're easy. It's easy. I can just tell you to have 150 protein, 150 carbs, 65 fat. That's easy. But implementing it and finding nutritious foods, that's not simple. But here are the steps broken down in what I believe to be the ideal order. Commitment first, and I'll explain all of these, obviously. Then consistency slash compliance, right? Think of this because you can't just slam your head into a wall every day. That's consistent. Congrats. That's not particularly compliant, right? Like you tracking your macros every day is consistent, but if you don't hit them, you're not compliant. So we need a mix of both. Then competence, then confidence. So let's discuss commitment first. There have been a bunch of Sunday sermons on this, obviously, right? But in order to get to eventual like lasting confidence, you have to make a raw, real, honest, and lasting commitment to the goal. You have to really and truly be in love with the thing you want. It has to set your soul on fire. That phrase should be familiar to you by now. If you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. Why? Because people and things can disappear at any given moment, but your goal and your pursuit of happiness, that's something that nobody else can take away from you. So in order to have a real commitment, you have to know and believe that the goal you've set for yourself was meant for you and you for it. So how do we do this? Number one, go through the nine-step goal-setting podcast or sermon. Uh, I can resend that or reshare it at another time. This will remind you to write out the steps required. Again, right? It wouldn't be helpful if I didn't give you, going back to the fitness journey, um, a YouTube video of how an exercise should be done or how many sets and reps to do of that, right? That's like me saying, okay, we're going to bake a cake and I'm going to give you flour, eggs, water, milk, and sprinkles. And you're like, but Jamie, I need to know how much of each and I need to know how long to bake it for, right? There have to be steps that get you to the goal of cake and that involves quantities and qualities and more direction. And then finally, the last step will require you to check in again with yourself about whether you are willing to do what it takes to get there, right? Full disclosure, I've had clients come like four months into the program and say, you know what? The tracking part of this is just so overwhelming or checking in with you is just so stressful. I don't want to do it anymore. This is that. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? They realize that the steps that it's going to take, being accountable to your coach, making sure that your food is enough to hit your goals, that's part of the process. Don't want to do it. You don't want your goal. And that's okay. Then finally, uh, I hope you guys have heard this before, but if not, this is one of the things that changed my life. Commitment is doing the thing you said you were going to do long after the mood you said it in has left you. So I'm going to call on, or I'm going to call out Liz 
a little bit because on more than one occasion on a check-in, I've read the words, working out is what it is. It's just something I do now. I don't even have to think about it. So there might be days where Liz doesn't want to work out because life, stress, work, whatever, but it's just part of the routine. It just happens every day. That is commitment. Desire is the key to motivation, but it's determination and commitment to an unrelenting pursuit of your goal, a commitment to excellence that will enable you to attain the success you seek, right? Every time you guys use the word motivation, there's a chance I uh, interrupt you and say, nope, it's not motivation because that's an emotion that we can't rely on. We need actual hard logic, discipline, and commitment. Followed by consistency. Every action you take should be a vote for the person you want to become. Or another way of saying that, every action should be a vote for the thing you want. Go back to the, will it make your uh, vote go faster, right? In everything you do, do the decisions you make align with who you want to be, what your goal is, and what you said you were going to do. Are you congruent in all of those things? That is consistency. So how do we develop consistency? Number one, read or listen to Atomic Habits. Again, one of my favorite books of all time. Then do the actions daily. And the reason I write internal is because you have to hold yourself accountable, right? You guys check in with me as frequently as you want. That's the truth. But I cannot feed you the food. I cannot run you through the workout. So it has to come from you. What I can do, though, is the external accountability. This call, you guys seeing each other every week, right? That's being accountable to a group, showing up in the Facebook group, right? That kind of thing. So there's internal and external accountability in order to, again, help you with consistency. Success doesn't come from what you do occasionally. It comes from what you do consistently, obviously right? You can't practice something sometimes and expect to be really good at it. Competence. A goal is not always meant to be reached. It often serves simply as something to be aimed at. Competence is the ability to do something successfully or efficiently. It is a step closer to confidence, right? Because there's no doubt in my mind that the more you practice something, the better you get at it. Again, as long as you're doing good practice of it, right? We can't just slam our head into a wall. That's not a good practice, right? But every time you do a squat, for example, if you keep sending me videos and every time you send me that video, I give you a little bit of feedback and then you send me another video, you're getting closer to being 100% competent at the squat, right? So the point here is never stop trying to improve the skills you have. You want to feel a sense of competence over all of them, because then as soon as you do, you can remind yourself you're pretty awesome. And then you don't need me to look at your barbell squat anymore. Or then you don't need to run what foods fit what category of macros by me anymore, or whatever skill you have at work that you practice, you no longer need to check in with a boss manager, supervisor, or director. You're just competent at it. So how do we develop competence? Break it into bite-sized chunks. Right. Again, let's just break down the squat. 
the first thing I might do is tell you to drive your knees out. And that's the only thing I'm going to have you focus on, not where your eyes are looking, not where your chest is going, not how you're holding the bar, just the direction your knees are pointing. And then you're going to get really good at it. And then we're going to talk about bracing your core, keeping your chest up. And now we're building from the ground up, right? Uh, use smaller goals slash victories as benchmarks. Why? Because as we spoke about on the EDSO, the dopamine is in the effort, right? When we set little milestones along the way and we check those milestones, we start to feel really good about ourselves. Our competence, again, starts to rise. Man, I, I nailed this level. Okay, and then again, we get closer to competent, uh, confidence, Dunning-Kruger effect, we've probably all felt like this, all right? Confidence and competence. When we are born, we know nothing, okay? Right, we, we're just babies, we're infants. We're like literally the most useless mammals on the planet. But then when we're in our teens, early 20s, we're, we're slowly moving across the competence axis. We still know very little, but we are at the top of Mount Stupid, right? If you have teenagers or if you were a teenager, you know that their confidence is disproportionate to their wisdom, right? I can attest to this. I thought I knew everything, right? Teenagers, they think they're invincible. Blah, they're not they're so dumb. They don't know that they're dumb. It's amazing, right? I wish we could all be there. And then you go through your late 20s and 30s. And again, valley of despair. I know absolutely nothing. What am I even doing? This is when we start to get mentors, right? This is when, right, we all realize we need personal trainers. We can't do it ourselves. We start to invest in mindset mentors or career coaches, right? All of which are amazing. And then finally, we get to like our 60s and 70s and we're like, yeah, you know what? I've been there, done that. It's amazing. It's not even that bad. Again, now our confidence and our competence. So I think a lot of us are chilling in the valley of despair right now, which again is okay but we're going to get through it. And you also have to realize you probably know a lot more than you think you do. You are probably a lot more competent than you think you are. So we need to elevate the confidence part. We don't have to chill in the Valley of Despair. Which brings us to the, the apex of the mountain. We are finally confident. Okay. With realization of one's own potential and confidence in one's ability, one can build a better world. As you establish commitment, as you become consistent, you do a practice consistently and you become more competent at it, you gain more confidence. And that is the point of today's talk. But also, again, here's the best part, right? If we just kind of completed the wheel, right? As you gain more confidence, you will be able to seek new commitments too, right? Your circle loop might be um, really good on the fitness front, right? You're consistent with your workouts. You're crushing them. You're not getting injured. Touch wood, feel really good. You're doing well on your macros, this and that. And you're like, man, my confidence is I'm doing well. When an opportunity comes to grab a job, a new job, even though these are two completely different worlds, your confidence doesn't just apply to one thing, right? You might have more gain if you go out to a bar to hit on a someone, potential significant other. You might have more confidence, again, to go for another job, to ask for a raise. That confidence isn't just for the fitness bubble. That confidence is for the life bubble. 
So how do we do it? The most consistent way to build confidence and self-esteem is to keep the promises you make to yourself. So going back to that first bubble of commitment, making sure that the commitment that you made is one you want to honor and a mission you truly believe in. So that's how we tie it all back together, friends. And that's your Monday morning mindset shift. I appreciate you listening. If you loved what you heard, subscribe, like, share, and tag me in stories about this podcast. I'll share back. Until next time, the glass is always half full, my friends.